Welcome to the Illenials Podcast. Illenials Podcast. That's right. We're back with episode 15, I think we are on now. Oh my god. What um, are we doing? <laughs> doing this for 15, uh, 15 weeks straight. 15 weeks? Jesus, man. Where's the time oh gone? Oh god. I'm so old. Uh, I am Smith. I, uh, here, I'm here on this podcast, and I'm alongside my co-host. Co-host. Emperor of the podcast. The one who pays for everything. Seth. I want it to be noted that Seth has not paid a goddamn cent for this podcast's production or hosting. Because uh, this is a hobby. This is a hobby for, 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 for us. Um, yes. Although we do have to pay that SoundCloud hosting. Um, oh yeah, SoundCloud. They hold a fucking gun to our dicks. I keep hearing like, that SoundCloud's going to go out of business. This. Yeah, they were, uh, they were pretty close to it about a year back. Um, and they ended up getting some funding so they're still around for now but i don't know we'll see i gotta find, have an interesting business model i gotta find an alternate uh hosting platform in case soundcloud goes down we'll just host on our own servers oh yeah i'll definitely love to pay for my own server space to host my podcasts would that be cheaper yeah, we you think up, we, can, we can throw up a pretty small server you're adding like we have fucking pod save america listeners or something that's true no yeah. <laughs> we get like 20 listens an episode yes. but you know what but we're actually good <laughs> we're good well yeah that's true we, we're, we're a good podcast unlike them uh well okay wait a minute. we're not a good podcast we're a better podcast than pod save america well that's true i i would say we're that not good. good well first of all you and i are better people than the two guys yes. on that show we're better human beings all around uh we're we're we're, we're we do more for other people than they do uh the only our, good podcast is serial that's true. Every other podcast is derivative. I don't know, man. How, what about Car Talk? Car Talk was Car Talk is probably number two. I've never listened to Car Talk. I have no idea what I'm saying right now. What are we talking about today? We're talking oh, about here's a, here's a small thing I want to bring up real quick. Okay, just a little aside. So ever since I moved to this new city, uh, me and my friends we usually, we hang out a lot at this uh, sports bar. That isn't very far from where we work. Mm-hmm. We just go in, you know, hang out play darts, play pool, whatever, just have fun. Um, and since it's a sports bar, there's lots of TVs playing sports. And I've noticed one thing that is universal across all American sports, and I, I think you can back me up on this. Mm-hmm. No matter what, when a foul is called on a team, the coach always says, what? Yeah. what? What is this? And he argues with the ref. I've never once seen a coach just be like, yeah, yeah, he fucked up. That was, <laughs> he should have done that. That's a foul. It's like it's almost Never. like it's per, it's like a performance at this point. You have to you have to be like, no, what? This is insane. Yeah, it's like they don't. Like, yeah, your player literally just hit he hit the dude on the arm. That's mm-hmm. illegal. It's a foul. You just okay. Just tell your player to not do that next time. Don't. Why are you so mad about this thing that is so obviously a foul? It's like the coaches are like parents who will always defend their child no matter what they do. Like. You know, we caught little uh, Jimmy uh, setting uh, butterflies on fire behind the gym. They're he's they're just like he's expressing himself. That's how he expresses also, himself. Also, I would never want to be a coach for a professional or collegiate um, sports team. Why is that? For one one big reason for me at least is that there's this arbitrary rule that coaches always have to be like dressed to the nines, like in a suit, mm-hmm. and it's like. It, like when you're on a basketball court or a football field, especially during certain times of the year, it gets it's like hot, That's and, true. or it's like too cold, and you're in here, you're in this monkey suit, and you have to like yell at your players, you have to get mad at the ref for making fouls, and you have to 
you know, to do all that work and you got to do it in a suit. It's just too constricting, you know? This is where you know. and I are very common because I would like to never have to wear... I mean, dude, a suit is... is If I had to wear a suit to, a, to my job, I would not have that job, uh, first of all. But, like, I don't even want to wear, like, uh, slacks and a button-up shirt. Just let me go to work in a t-shirt and jeans. Like, come on. Yeah. For everything. I'm lucky enough with the job I work at now actually has a pretty casual policy. You can wear, like, jeans and stuff. So that's good. But, yeah, I hate wearing stuff. And I just hate wearing clothes. Mm-hmm. I would I would go to work actually naked if I could. Um, not acceptable for whatever reason. Well, um, no one has ever explained to me with any satisfactory reason why clothes or why jobs have dress codes. Like, why are certain jobs? Why do they require you to wear a certain amount of clothes? Well, the the thing they always say is if you have a certain job, you're supposed to like be presentable. Mm-hmm. But then it is, then you can just circle back and say, well, what makes this presentable and this not, you know? Yeah. Why do we decide that these clothes make you presentable when in reality, in reality, it's also, it's also kind of dumb because we should be focused on what someone is saying and what the, like their actual point of view. But if, and if the person with a good point of view is wearing a hoodie and the person who's a slandering racist is wearing a suit. Everyone's going to pay more attention to the guy in the suit for some reason. Yeah. I mean, it sucks because I don't understand. It's just a societal thing. It's like an expectation of having to dress a certain way. Like, oh, you put care in, in, into your into your presentation of how you look. And it's like, fuck you. That, what should be important is, am I doing the job? Yeah. How I look while doing the job, especially if I'm not, like, if I'm not, a, if I'm not like a job that requires me to be, I mean, I can't think of a single job that isn't like actor or fashion model that re- should require a dress code, and the dress code should yeah. be, what do you need to wear today for this job? Yeah, I mean, like, and the thing is, there's there's no reasonable argument on this earth that wearing certain clothes to certain jobs makes you better at them makes the job better or makes anything different you can wear anything anywhere and as long as you still have your you know consciousness everything Mm -hmm. should be fine i've never actually like worked from home but i have like done work at home before uh like on personal projects and stuff and i will say that to really to if if i don't like i'm a kind of person who needs structure in my life even if it's like Mm -hmm. uh uh, outside imposed structure i gotta have something right to latch on to and so when i'm working at home before i start writing uh anything in like a serious manner i gotta go put on some jeans i gotta put on some pants and let myself know all right it's work time you're gonna wear pants you're gonna work because i actually for a bunch of the jobs i was applying for when i was graduating college a lot of the interviews were on uh, like Google Hangouts or Skype or whatever, so because I, I wouldn't have to like fly out to some place to do an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would always wear like my nice like sports coat, button up shirt, and like a tie or whatever. But my bottoms, I would wear gym shorts or just boxers. <laughs> That's and, awesome. And it felt great. I was I was really comfortable and I was able to uh, talk better because I was very comfortable in what I was wearing. So I don't know. Maybe it's a uh, Maybe it's just teach their own. But. I, mean, I could probably talk better if I was more comfortable in like, uh, like, like I don't know, uh, shorts or whatever. But just for like, all right, gotta put my pants, gotta pretend like I'm gonna go to work to do this work. Basically, I don't know. But yeah, some I'm sure some people can just do anything in any state of undress they like. Yeah, just roll out of bed, buck but naked, and point just is, start writing. Fashion rules are um, antiquated and overrated. And outdated 
and something else that rhymes. Saturated. Oh yeah, I thought of one other occupation that used a dress code. What? Astronaut. Mmm. Don't want a naked astronaut. Mm. Yeah, you can't go out in space naked. Probably a bad idea. Yet. Yet. Yeah, one day. Um, See, I got a topic I want to talk about. Alright, what's up? I want to take us back to our roots here on the Lionel's podcast. We're gonna we're gonna take it back to uh, the good old days when we talked about uh, politics and video games. Um, mm-hmm. And we, I want to start off by I have two video game topics this week, and the first one is a game that came out a couple weeks ago. It's been tearing up the uh, Steam charts. It's been making a lot of sales. Got a lot of buzz surrounding it. Talking about it, it's a game called uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Uh, oh wait, didn't they rename that to Kingdom Come Deliverance, the most accurate game of all time? Oh yeah, for sure. It, it uh, it bills itself as being a uh, historically accurate uh, Western RPG, um, and it's it's like you know the whole deal is you start out in you know, the Middle Ages in 15th century uh, Bohemia. And you're like a shit farmer, you know. And it's it's there's a, there's a, it's, this is a term from like tabletop RPGs of a certain insane genre of tabletop RPG called uh, well we call them shit farmer simulations where it's like you start off as just like some peasant with a stick and mm. you have to go kill Dracula and it's like wow. well this fucking sucks like you have no skills your only skill is uh, digging or, or fucking farming wheat. And you well, have, in, that, in that scenario, having a stick is a pretty good advantage because that's Dracula's weakness. That is true, so. but he is also fucking Dracula. Um, true. And so it's it's just a, it's a it's a genre of RPG that never appealed to me, and in on on the table or in a video game, I don't want to play as some crappy person who are not it's just not crappy people. It's just like crappy uh, like um, uh, material means, I guess. Uh, you're mm-hmm. not really prepared to do these these big huge things. Yes, yeah, so you and don't like playing as poor people. I get it. Okay. I'm, here, I'm here's the thing. I'm here's the thing. <laughs> I think that that the the type of person you're playing as are the most important people in the world uh, in large groups. But these games demand that you play as a single person, and it it reinforces this negative stereotype, in my opinion, not stereotype, negative. Uh, uh, value that a single person can make a huge difference if given the uh, the opportunity you know if they just work hard it's bootstraps you know it's libertarian uh bootstraps ideology and it's, it's bullshit no if you yeah, had also the idea that if you are just uh a shit farmer you should want to be the guy who kills dracula when in reality you know being what you are is pretty good because you're very useful to society and you know making things work properly so you shouldn't have to be the guy who kills Dracula. You could be able to, You should just be able to be who you are and provide the service you do and still be valued just as highly. I'm sorry about that. I had a terrible coughing fit there. Uh, I'm back, though. We're talking about uh, shit farmer RPGs, and I think that if you had a thousand shit farmers, you could definitely beat Dracula. Uh, just, you know, Dracula in this case is... Uh, Nicholas, the Tsar of Russia, and the shit farmers are communists. Uh, but beside that, this is even this is another point. Uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance is, uh, like I said, currently doing pretty well, selling a lot of copies and getting a lot of. Uh, I wouldn't call it like universal praise because it's still a pretty buggy game. I've yeah. seen some interesting uh, bugs that have occurred. It has a lot of annoying uh, small parts to it, but I I can't personally comment on the content of the game because. I'm never going to play the game, and that's because but, of... But a, why? 
Oh, why, you ask? Well, let me tell yes. you. Uh, because back in uh, uh, 2014, when the... Uh, that the, archaic year. Yeah. Things were so different. Yeah, the... Uh, the we was you know it was a more innocent time, but at the yeah. same time it was it was a time when you could definitely have predicted the future if you if you just extrapolated the things that were happening on the internet to like the whole world. You it's kind of like the Rosetta Stone. It's it's the, it's the Metal Gear Solid two of uh the of internet shit. Yes, basically. Yes, precisely. And so uh, back in 2014, uh, GamerGate was happening. It was a big deal. And a lot of uh, games were being pulled into the controversy. And one of those games happened to be uh, The Witcher 3. Which was, I mean, in my opinion, probably one of the greatest RPGs ever made. Like, hands down, uh, universally acclaimed, uh, and in my opinion, just fantastic game. That deals with a lot of interesting uh, concepts and themes. And it's just really fun to play, too. Well, some people asked a simple question. And that was, hey, why aren't there any... uh, there's many black people in The Witcher 3. Uh, and it's an interesting question because the developers didn't really say much about it. They just kind of they just kind of like left this uh, to the side. And but of course, though, the community showed up. The the fucking proto uh, chuds of the day showed up to, to argue um, there were no black people in that time period, to which some people said. It takes place in a fictional universe, which is not, you know, uh, related to medieval Europe. So that's a bullshit thing. Yeah. And they said, well, Poland is a all-white country and has never had any black people. So why should the developers include them? And it's, I mean, you know what? And I'm not, not going to say that that's a wrong thing to say. Like, of course, yeah. If your if you're game or vision doesn't include people of color, that's, there's nothing inherently, uh, I mean, that's not a thing that you could logically attack or hate, I guess. Uh, I mean, you could definitely hate it, though, because the way I see it is, you can make whatever you want to make, but the criticisms are still going to exist, right? You can still criticize it for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but no one is no one is trying to force anyone to do anything. That's the whole point, is these people who thought that they were trying to like force games to include people of color, uh, well, no one's really saying that. They're just saying, hey, if you don't, uh, we're going to criticize you. And... But the thing is, like, that's not like a threat because what's criticism going to do? What does it amount to? You know, it's just like saying, yeah. "Hey, this kind of sucks." So it's and, it's and it's it's constructive in my opinion because it leads to to things. Well, in that same, <coughs> uh, I'm sorry, in that same year, the uh, the creative lead or creative director of the Kingdom Come Deliverance, which was a Kickstarter game, which made a lot of money, uh, to be fair. Um, came out like in an interview and was just like, there will be no black people uh, in our game because there were no black people in uh, medieval Europe, period. And the thing was that no one had asked him a question. No one had like come forward and been like, hey, so about black people in the game? No, none of that. He just did it. He just said it. He just said it. Right, yeah, it just came straight out of the gate, super aggro on this whole point. And so it seemed weird that he would do that. Um, And, I mean... It's pretty simple, in my opinion, that the guy was trying to appeal to the Gamergate-type crowd. He wanted their, uh, uh, them to notice that he was on their side, I guess, about this. Um, Daniel fucking uh, Volva, or some shit is his name, uh, he came out with like, a shirt he made, too, where it was like, I am a cis, uh, white, Christian, male, conservative, some shit, are you triggered, snowflake uh, shirt. How unique. I know, right? Like... He just fucking decided to own his uh, his idiocy, I suppose. 
And, uh, you know, no one had been asked about this, about there being a black character. And then in 2015, he tweeted a picture um, of uh, from the movie Black Knight, you know? Uh, yeah. That Martin said that, yeah, he was like, because of the demands of historical revisionists, this is our new main character, Kingdom Come Deliverance. And it was a fucking stupid joke. Wow. Oh, my God. That's a... That's a kicker of a joke right there. Yeah, uh, That's his a goddamn humorous. knee slapper. Next level, right? But you know what's actually fucking the saddest part of this is uh, about like three days ago, I read an article from Kotaku about the game, and the writer uh, posted that tweet, but said that it was a Photoshop of a black man into a medieval setting, and I was like, "Oh no, you don't know Black Knight they or Martin seen Lawrence? Black Knight? Am I old? Like, is that is this what old feels like now?" Hey, let me let me play a game with you real quick. Name the last Martin Lawrence movie that came out in theaters. Fuck. Um, crickets. Crickets are. I can hear them right now. I thought crickets was the name of the movie that he was in. No, it could be. Because guess what? I don't fucking know either. It's the, been a while for my boy Martin Lawrence. Okay, it's been a while. Oh, the Black Knight was in two thousand and one. Yeah. What was his most recent movie though? Oh, Look that fuck. up real quick. It's not Bad Boys 3, sadly. It should be. It might be Bad Boys 2. <laughs> might be the last movie he was in in theaters. Um, well, for some reason, Bad Boys 4 has been announced that he's going to be in Hell it. yes. Bad Boys for Life is also announced. Oh my god. The last... There's also a Bad Boys TV show coming out that's going to be about the uh, Gabrielle Union's character from the movies. The last movie he was in that I can see uh, is Big Mama's Like Father, Like Son. And what year was that? 2011. 2011. Hey, he was in Wild this Hogs This man is basically dead. Remember that one? I remember Wild Hogs. So, okay. Yeah, I guess Martin Lawrence has been in the news a lot, but you should know who Martin Lawrence is. Yes. And th- You know what? And that's the point we're trying to make with this whole story, is that Martin Lawrence needs more work. That's true. We miss old Marty Lore. Um, but yeah, so this guy, uh, Daniel Volva is, uh, fucking, uh, I mean, obviously he's some kind of like racist because he decided to go out straight on this shit. And the fact that he's trying to appeal to racists is a very interesting tactic, which of course indicates racism, uh, from what I can tell. Uh, and the game has been a huge success, which again, not really going to begrudge the success of a game, uh, based on the politics people behind it. It is what it is. You know, what are you going to do? I'll say it. Fuck Kingdom Come Deliverance. Oh yeah, for sure. Fuck the game. But like, I can't like, I can't like say that, uh, their success is not, um, unearned, I guess. Like the, that, that genre of game is kind of like, doesn't have many in it right now. There hasn't been a big competitor. Yeah. So... It makes sense. People will buy it a lot. and uh, you, I mean, You've yeah. changed my opinion. Now I like the game. <laughs> I, I suppose it's one of those situations <laughs> where if it's the only game in town, literally, you know, uh, yeah. the only big uh, RPG uh, that's sort of like... I guess people people really have this big demand in, in games for, like, realism. And I'm like, who the fuck wants to have a realistic simulation of life in the goddamn 15th, 15th century? That would have yeah, sucked. We- like we literally first the, the reason we started playing video games is because you got 30 lives and you could run around and kill stuff and jump on stuff's head and do shit you could never do in real life and then over time we we're like we want games to be more real yeah it's like no make games less real yeah. i hate real games i don't play get overwatch 
just fucking let me let me do crazy shit because it's it's literally just escapism, right? Like exactly. I mean, there are times when I'm when I'm sometimes sitting there and I'm like, I could I could have lived in cowboy times. I could I could have made it in in Dracula time, but no. You it's, played Stardew it's Valley Valley for one minute and then text me and said, okay, we're gonna start farming. Well, I, I would like, only Whoa. want. I would only want to be farming if we could farm weed. That's the only thing oh, I yeah. would want to do. We could do a pot farm, then I'll be all in too, but we gotta wait for those stringent Georgia laws to be removed. Yeah, I don't want to farm, like, tomatoes or some shit. I, I want to fucking grow weed. Because there's a product that everyone needs. You're right. You're right. Nobody needs tomatoes. Fuck tomatoes from the Illennials podcast. Hey, I got a question for you. Yeah, on that front. What goes on a cheeseburger? For me? Yeah. Alright. You got cheese. Alright. Got burger. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Lettuce. Okay. Condiments. Which ones? This is important. Here's the thing. And this is where I'm weird. I don't... I don't like ketchup. Or I like ketchup enough, but I would never on my own put it on a burger... But when I go to Wendy's, I don't tell them no ketchup. They put ketchup on it, and it's delicious when they put ketchup on it. I don't know why. So, usually ketchup and mayonnaise. Mustard is sometimes good on a burger. I'm not against mustard. I'm not I'm not all for it. I'll take mustard. Um, then, no tomato. No tomato? Yes. Interesting, because I'm, I'm a guy who likes... I want my cheeseburger, you know, I want a cheese. I want the burger. You forgot bun, which is interesting. I also okay. want. <laughs> I forgot about the bun. Sorry. <laughs> I'm also going to want lettuce, and I want I want my tomato, and I want onions, and I want pickles, and I want my ketchup and my mustard. Those are my that's my cheeseburger right there. Yeah, I, actually, here's a fun story. One time we went to Wendy's, and you ordered, and you said, "Let me get a Dave's double, and can you put a whole tomato between the buns?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, "Wow." <laughs> This guy really wants a tomato on this fucking burger. I, f- dude, you've watched me eat tomatoes like apples. I will. Yes. They're great. And my, my, my decision to not farm tomatoes is not based on my love or hate for tomatoes. I love a tomato. But it's just like weed is so much more of a thing that I, I need. Mm. So you'd give up tomatoes for weed? Ooh. Is that what I'm hearing on the Illegals podcast? Yeah, that's my official stance. Wow. Wow. You heard it here first. You have tomatoes for weed. Here first. Mm-hmm. I have a, I have a need a need for weed. Moving on. So oh, wait, I have one more video game topic oh, to talk about. Oh yeah, I forgot your other video game topic. Um. Topic. So we are again still talking about uh, 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 Trump and the shooting in Parkland, uh, Florida, and how the that's Trump, still... a man who would go in unarmed to stop a school shooter. Yeah, for sure. Like, look at him. He's he's a fucking a chunk of a man. He he could definitely yeah, absorb a couple of bullets before he would before he get, and then he could tackle this one the the shooter. Right, that's how he would do it. Of course. Like Solo Snake, uh, CQC takedown. Right, like that's that's what Trump man, would do. You're on the Metal Gear stuff today, dude. I am, dude. I love Metal Gear. Who doesn't love Metal Gear? It sucks that that new game is bad. Survive. Oh god, it's so bad. Have you watched anything from it? It's bullshit. I watched the donkey video. It's like you fucking like you start off with like a spear and you're you're stabbing what I guess are crystal head zombies and I, I don't know what the fuck the enemies even are in this game. 
but it looks bad. Yeah, it's not it's like, a Metal Gear game in any way, shape, or form. Look, any game that requires you to drink water to survive is a bad game that I will I will never wow. play. I'm not gonna do that. That's dumb. I used yeah. to when I was a kid. I would play uh, uh, Castlevania, and I would wonder, hey, when does this fucking guy piss? Well, since he doesn't drink any water, he never pisses. Right, so. but I mean, like, I just, just wonder that. When does Mario take a shit? Like, it's it's one of those things. He, he's eating the mushrooms all the time, you know, when's he shitting? Mushrooms constipate you, so. Really, they do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the science podcast, okay? I thought of all people you would know if mushrooms constipated you. This is the Joke to you. Wild Conclusions and Yell at Each Other podcast. There was a game for the Dreamcast, uh, which no one fucking remembers, called uh, Blue Stinger, where there's a scene where your character just does take a piss. And I was like, oh, cool, finally a game that dresses my... Because you drink, you drink soda in that game. Finally, a game I like. Yeah, a game that has piss. <laughs> like, this is what I wanted. Um, oh, this is this mostly what it feels like to like a video game. Speaking of piss, Donald Trump uh, has decided to go to, uh, or like start have a meeting with a bunch of like video game industry executives about uh, school shootings because those are things that make sense together, right? Like, yeah. obviously, there's a correlation there. Um, and there, like, no one has been announced as actually going to this meeting, so no one's actually sure who is going to be attending this this bullshit meeting. But it's just like again. Uh, 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 people want to put the blame for all this shit on things that don't actually matter, like video games don't, make it, don't matter one bit when it comes to school shootings. That's not how it goes. Yeah. And also, it's one of those things where his supporters, uh, because a lot of the Gamergate crowd turned into Donald Trump uh, supporters later on because he, he triggers the libs so hard, um, they aren't saying anything about this. They don't really seem to, uh, to care. Or they're just ignoring it because... They think that this is uh, that this is not a big issue for them, but it's like you you should be the ones that are screaming about this. Yeah, I don't. Know. Once again, we talked about it last week, and it's just this is just a reaffirmation that there's still people out there who think that video games are a very big issue. Violent video games are a very big issue when it comes to violence. When in reality, we all know what it is. We can say it together: three, two, one, capitalism. <laughs> yeah. Is the actual problem, and <clears throat> sorry about that. And yeah, it's just getting ridiculous. And I don't. It, it's one of those things where it's going to end up being like um, Donald Trump's inauguration, where he he says, "Oh yeah, we're going to get the best music stars to come out and do my inauguration." And then he ends up getting like Brooks and Dunn or so, whoever the fuck. Wasn't was there. it Three Doors Down? Yeah, I think it was Three Doors Down, uh, a band that has been dead mm-hmm. for forty years now in cryostasis. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Trump is gonna get some. I don't know. Some maybe some of these alt right dudes. Like what's the, what's the guy who made uh, Galactic Civilizations? Brad Wardell. He'll be there. Okay. Um, and that's about it. I, I can't. I just don't see how many video game developers are gonna want to. Maybe maybe I'm gonna be proven wrong, and there's gonna be some big names there. But I just don't see who in the video game industry is going to get good PR by going to a meeting with Donald Trump. Yeah, there's like, there's no ups for you there. There's no precedence to go to this meeting for anybody involved. Because everybody fucking, uh, just everyone hates Donald Trump. And the people who like him are not going to be a big, you know, crowd. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be either he's going to realize attendance is low and they're going to cancel it, or it's going to be, uh, Oh yeah, we decided to do this uh, behind closed doors, and there were some big names there, and it'll be just Brad Wardell and 
Maybe Cliffy B will be in the background on his phone the whole time. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll be here to see what fucking happens. Well, maybe they can get uh, trending gamer of the year, uh, Boogie, to be there. Did you see what happened with Boogie? Not see what happened with Boogie. He said that he had like a tweet where he was like, I thought this was the one thing Donald Trump would get right was video games. It sucks. And it's like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this this is what you finally decided to care about or whatever with Donald Trump? Like, you thought that this was that gaming was a big issue? And so he got dragged for it on Twitter a lot. So wait, all he said was he thought that Donald Trump was going to get the video game situation right? Yeah. That's just a weird thing to say, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really... He's not, like... I don't know. If somebody isn't... If I, if I don't see them as somebody who I believe is politically active... I'm kind of just like, eh, I, you, you probably don't even realize what you're saying sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it's not until someone has proven to me that, like, they actually know stuff and that their opinion is uh, well thought out about politics, at least, that I'm going to, like, take their words for gospel or criticize them for what they say. So I guess I'm not super into the the boogie thing. I, I just know him as a funny guy, so... I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's just a, a scenario of somebody who doesn't know a whole lot about a situation voicing their opinion at the wrong time. Yeah, that's fair. But later on, after getting dragged for a while about Uh-oh. this, Boogie put on Twitter, and this is a direct quote, My personal philosophy in a single tweet. When you kill a Nazi, all you do is kill a Nazi. When you change a Nazi's mind and heart, though, you could change the world. Hmm. That... I agree a little less with. Yeah? You think I so? Say, I would say a little less. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's... I don't know. It's it's one of those... It's a symptom of... I think it's a, in my mind, it's a symptom of, of liberalism and centrists. People who do think that. They think, oh, we should always try and reason with each other and change each other's minds and create a better future... But some people, you're not changing their mind. And if you do, I mean, if you change somebody's mind from uh, not liking Bad Boys 2 to loving it, you've done a service. Because in the past, the worst thing they thought was that Bad Boys 2 was a bad movie. Mm-hmm. But if you if you change a Nazi's mind, they still one time thought that there's people who are lesser and should be murdered by the thousands. And I don't know if that's something that can just go away. Yeah. You know, I would like to point out that this is the these are the words of a person who actually fought the Nazis. Uh, I'm going to butcher her name, uh, Ludmila Pavlachenko. She was a female uh, tank commander in the Soviet uh, Red Army. This is a quote or a thing about her: um, "Killing Nazis," she said, "aroused no complicated emotions in her. The only feeling I have is the great satisfaction of a hunter of a hunter who feels he has killed a beast of prey." To another reporter, she reiterated what she had seen in battle and how it affected her on the front line. Every German who remains alive will kill women, children, and old folks, she said. Dead Germans are harmless. Therefore, if I kill a German, I am saving lives. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. she. Uh, so that's that's kind of like where the, uh, the line sits for me on uh, whether or not we can rehabilitate Nazis. Yeah, I agree with that. So, yeah, I wanted to talk to you, actually. Um... Because you're, our, you're our, our, our smart guy on this podcast. I'm um, the smart guy. About this, this shit happening down in New Orleans that we found out about uh, uh, not too long ago. Uh, you're talking about uh, Palantir. Palantir. Pal- Palant. 
terror or something. Yes. Just a real quick thing. Do you know what the Palantir is? Do I know? I know what the company does. I don't know what what the the, the name is in reference to. Oh, the oh the Palantir is the little crystal balls in Lord of the Rings that uh, Saruman and uh, all of them use to communicate with Sauron. Oh. That's so yeah. too cool of a name for this company. No, no, it's it's a great idea. Let's name our surveillance company after the after the magic balls from Lord of the Rings that literally drive people insane uh, by using them. Yes. So it, it's Palantir, you said. Mm-hmm. So Palantir is a company that does just the the two word rundown of what they do. They do is the scariest thing ever. It's called predictive policing. Mm. And what that entails is a lot of stuff that I'm actually interested in, like a lot of um, data analytics and uh, graph databases and stuff I could talk about that would bore everyone in the world. Um, but stuff I am interested in as far as technology goes. And But they use it to predict if people are going to commit crimes or if they're going to be associated with gangs or anybody who's going to commit crimes as well and try and stop them before they start is kind of their their mission was this a movie was this a movie minority report i believe it was wasn't minority report this movie yeah this is what it is right and uh we all saw how that movie ended except Uh, because i've actually never seen minority report it's fucked up Um, dude but yeah it's really messed up and i don't i mean the thing is i i don't even know what to say about why it's it's obviously just the most fucked thing ever to think that you can predict if someone's going to do something illegal or be associated with someone who do something illegal just through data analytics. Because here's the thing. Of course, they have the statistics behind them that, oh, man, you know, 98% of the time we were, you know. But the thing is, even if that's true, we should still be conducting um, political, not political, policing efforts th- through the regular means. You should have to be caught you should have to have something incriminating against you on whenever you get arrested for you to actually be incarcerated there shouldn't be a a computer program out there that's telling people that's telling police what they should know and what they shouldn't know policing should always be reactive right yes like trying to predict crimes is a terrible idea because i mean what if you're wrong yeah I, i love this one quote from i think i can't remember if he worked at the company um, but he apparently he's like a he does like lobbying or whatever, and he said about their whole predictive thing. He's like, oh yeah, we're we're basically beta right now. As long as you aren't the cousin of some drug dealer who goes bad, you should be fine. What the fuck? And that was his exact quote. And that was him like I I guess trying to justify it a little bit, but also say yeah, but you know it's not perfect yet. But and especially be like, oh, we're supposed to relate to this and be like, oh, yeah, I guess they're just working out the kinks. And um, when you when you think about who in a city like New Orleans is going to have a cousin who's a drug dealer, a certain profile of a person arises. Uh, uh, let's just I'll, I'll just say it. Black people yeah. um, that this company is going to be targeting way more than white people, first of all, because of the population differences. And second of all, because of the socioeconomic factors that lead to to crime. Yes, and I would, you know what, I would still be against it, but if Palantir also, Palantir also did a service where they were to uh, use predictive analytics to um, track down white-collar crimes on, like, Wall Street and within the tech world, I'd probably be a little more on their side. Yeah. Still still fucked up, but at least they're putting some rich white people behind bars and not just poor black people. Yeah. 
But um, there's a whole thing. The whole situation is so fucked up, and it, and it's especially for me reading this, it's so fucked up because I love the technology, I love all the concepts, but they are using it for some absolutely awful stuff, and it it, it really sucks. I I um yeah, the company's bad, and you you can read the whole article if you want. Um, I think it's on The Verge, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just a bunch of talking heads. Oh, and one thing that should be mentioned is that uh, fan of free speech, Peter Thiel, is a um, he's the controlling stake owner. He owns fifty one percent of the company. Um, so that should tell you something about how what their policies and politics are. Literal vampire Peter Thiel. Yes, a man who believes that young people's blood will make him young again. It's like. It, of course, it just it just makes total sense, right? That Peter T will be behind this bullshit. Um, and who's the other guy who's behind it? Uh, Alexander Carp. No, James Carville. Right? Oh yeah, James Carville was the political side of this. He's yeah, the guy yeah, yeah. Who, who brought it down. Yeah, J- James fucking Carville, a skeleton man who is married to Mary fucking Magdalene uh, in their bullshit relationship of uh, hey, I'm a Republican and she's a Democrat. Or no, the other way around. And we fucking suck. Like, that's it. We just They just fucking suck. Um, yeah, he's the one who brought this thing to New Orleans and uh, thinking that, uh, in, in a typical Democrat way of thinking, that, you know, let's let's push forward technology that'll, that'll, that'll you know, help our uh, society. And by help, I mean identify people who may commit crime so that we can watch them uh, until they do something wrong, or e- whether we, in reality or imagined. So, but did you hear about the the other James Carville news that came out just recently? I didn't have not. Um, so you know, him and his wife have this whole "I'm a I'm a Democrat, I'm a Republican, we're goofy" thing going on, right? Yeah. Well, they're actually going to get a show on TBS called House of Carville coming this summer, <laughs> and it's going to show the the wacky home life of a. Louisiana Democrat? He's from Louisiana, right? Yeah. Louisiana Democrat and wherever his wife's from, Republican. And how they do business. Dude, can you fucking imagine what the, the, the life of a, of a mixed political group family is like? I really don't. I, I've, and I've, I have friends who have talked about how, oh yeah, my dad's Democrat, my dad's Republican, my mom's Democrat, my mom's Republican. They make it work. And I'm like, I don't know how. Maybe, maybe it worked ten years ago. How does it work now? Yeah, especially now. Like, how, how does do you... it work at all? But then again, when they say that, they're probably saying that their parents are both centrists. Yeah, and it's happened to lean on a different side. Or they they don't talk about politics much. Yeah, which and they is, avoid that. Which is a, a great way to build your relationship. Yeah, it's fucked up because like. Uh, American life is so politicized in so many arenas, and for for decades we've been telling ourselves, "Don't talk about politics. Talking about politics is bad." The two things you don't talk about are religion and politics. And it's like, and maybe if we've been talking about politics, we'd be in a better state than we are now, or we'd have been more aware of what was going on. That's true. I remember growing up, the thing was you can't talk about religion, money, or politics, and I don't know. I just don't know how I feel about that now because. I mean, I, I didn't actually learn how to talk about politics until I was in, I mean, late high school, college, because I, ha- I had never had to do it before. Yeah. And I think it's, no matter, I mean, no matter what side you are on, you should at least learn how to speak politically around your peers and people who aren't your peers, because that's the ones who it's going to be hardest to convince of, you know, what you're thinking. So, I don't know. We should do away with that rule. We should talk about money, sex, 
drugs, politics, every, religion, everything, all the time with any person we see. Yeah, I agree. I, mean, I think the whole, I think money too is even more insidious because it's like trying to tell you not to talk about how much you make uh, because they don't want you to compare salaries and salaries and realize, hey, we're all kind of getting fucked here, aren't we? Yeah, we're all we're we're all sitting here just getting fucked by D- D- Rockefeller. That, I guess that would be a, a, an old school example of one of these ridiculous rich dudes. Carnegie. Yeah, Carnegie, Rockefeller, Zuckerberg. Uh, what is it? Uh, J.P. Morgan? J.P. Oh, speaking of, we're we're about to make a great segue. Speaking of these fucking fat cats, motherfuckers who have money and fuck over uh, middle class and poor people every day. Jeff fucking Bezos <sighs> and Amazon made what was it? Five point six billion dollars in revenue last year. In profits. In profits. Pure profit. And did not pay a dollar in American federal taxes. Yeah, because their headquarters are in fucking Luxembourg. Oh, but they're, hey, they're going to build one in America. And then, oh, we're going to start making that tax money, right? We're actually, we're going to, we're going to go hard on Amazon. Oh, dude, it's fucking stupid. Um, yeah, apparently the EU has accused Luxembourg of giving illegal tax breaks to Amazon and has ordered the country to recover $295 million in back taxes. Woo, you man. That's, mm, that's a huge Whoa. amount. $295 million? Yeah. Out of I think their... Jeff Bezos is shaking in his $5 million boots. Fucking Jeff Bezos can, he, he can piss and lose $295 million. Like, he could eat all that money for breakfast. Pretty much. And he probably has before. And, yeah, it's just, it's fucking stupid that they make all of this, they're predicting a, a $789 million windfall, for, so probably another billion dollars of profit for them uh, in the upcoming year from the Republicans' tax bill alone. Just that. Yeah. And then they're going to make their stupid new headquarters in America, and, I, first of all, um, I hope that no city has the misfortune of having HQ2. But I'm going to go ahead and put a big fingers crossed that it doesn't happen to Atlanta. Oh, well, dude, it probably won't. Did you hear what happened? No, I didn't hear. Uh, fucking with this whole NRA thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Delta Airlines, which is a huge employer in, in Atlanta, in, in Georgia. Yes. You know, it employs, I think, like, uh, just in Atlanta alone, it's like uh, tens of thousands of jobs are, are Delta Airlines related in yeah, some way or another. very big. Um, they fucking had a discount for NRA members on their on yes. their uh, uh, airlines. And, it, and a discount that applied to only, I think it was like, just came out today, only like 13 people ever actually yeah. benefited from 13 it. 13 people in Atlanta used the, that benefit. And it was a $40 million uh, tax break they were, they were getting from the Georgia government uh, uh, from, for their operations, right? So they're giving a, 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 a small discount to 13 fucking people, which they revoked. Um, Delta said, we're not going to do it anymore. We're, ta- we're, get- we're taking it away. Because there are many companies who are trying to like appear woke uh, right now by uh, aligning against NRA. Yes. So they got rid of the fucking uh, discount. Uh, and then, and then the, in, in retaliation, the lieutenant governor of Georgia uh, decided to go on Twitter and talk shit about um, Delta, and now they've recently uh, passed pass a law that, re- that repeals the uh, Delta tax benefit. So that's $40 million of revenue that they were making that is going to be gone now because the government has decided to retaliate over the fucking issue of the goddamn NRA. 
Wow. So I think that Bezos and his kind will look at that fucking event and say, no, Georgia's probably not for us, because they retaliate over political shit. Well, awesome. Yeah, um, I do not I love it. I actually love Atlanta's new mayor, and I hope that I hope the city gets better, and I hope that shitty stuff like Amazon coming to it doesn't happen. So I'm glad that um I'm glad that's out of the way. Hopefully. Also, I want to point out something cool that's happening right now in mm-hmm. America. Have you heard about the West Virginia teacher strike? No, dude, they've been striking for the past week. Uh, there wasn't any school, I don't think, in West Virginia for the past week because teachers are on strike for, uh, I mean, you know, I don't actually know the specifics, but like increased benefits, basically. They need, they, they, yeah. they, they're saying that the, the compensation that they're getting is not keeping up with the, uh, I don't think they want to raise, they want like, uh, you know, better health care, they want a better pension plan, that kind of stuff. They're saying that the, the, the uh, uh, cost of living is not kept up with their pay or the other way around. Um, and so there's, are you saying that someone out there believes that teachers don't get compensated enough for what they do? I know, right? That's crazy. What? It's insane. Uh, teachers, of course, are the most well-paid people in American society. How can we possibly think this? Uh, exactly. But but no, uh, they're fucking striking, and they've been on strike for a week, and apparently it was going to end on Thursday. They were going to come back because they got a deal with the government, and then they saw the details of the deal and said, no, fuck this. This isn't good enough. Um, so they're, they're going to stay on strike through next week. And apparently there's teachers in, uh, I think it was... Ohio are going to start striking at the beginning of April uh, for, the th- for for similar reasons. Wow. And the thing yeah, is, teachers are I mean, easily the most underpaid people in American society, I'd say. Yeah, they should be paid um, a lot fucking more for, first of all, you know, educating the next generation and trying to make them better, but also for the Herculean task of having to look at and listen to children. Yeah, all day. All day. And, and then, you know, the, the fucked up thing about being a teacher is that most teachers... Like, school in most places lets out at, like, 3.30, late, about 3 o'clock, really. Latest would be 4 o'clock, depending on what school you go to. And teachers can normally get paid until about 5 or 6, depending on the school. But then if they have anything outside that, like, they have to, you know, grade papers or just do anything outside of school, they don't get fucking paid for it. Yeah, that's how it And they got to pay for their own supplies, their own, like, decorations in their room. Everything they have, they have to pay for themselves on their tiny-ass salary. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, so, but here's the thing. Yeah, first of all, the governor of West Virginia, do you, know his, do you know his name? No. Jim Justice. Jim Justice. And he fucking sucks. Um, they This this strike is interesting because it is a wildcat strike. You know what that is? No. It is a strike that is not authorized by union leadership. So, the West Virginia uh, teachers, they have a union. The, mm-hmm. Their union, however, did not approve this strike. And so they're not involved because leadership took a t- they, the deal they took was shitty. Um, it was it was it was only half measure. Didn't give teachers what they, what they all they what they wanted. So they said fuck leadership. We're going to continue to strike um, without their help. So now the union is no longer involved. <coughs> Sorry, and this is just teachers uh, striking for for better benefits. And I wow. fucking love that. Yeah, that's really cool. It says that uh, right here. It says that the average uh, teacher salary in West Virginia was forty-five thousand dollars, and that is twenty-two percent below the national average. That's insane. Wow. That is fucking crazy. Um, All right. Oh, and I was wrong. They did want an agreement to raise their pay by five percent, um, and do their health care, and they weren't going to get that. So they said, "Fuck it, we're going to we're going to strike anyways." All right. So I got a. I got something to stem off of that. Okay. 
speaking of people who who don't necessarily get paid. Okay, real quick, I just want to I just want to say go ahead. Uh, we fully support West Virginia teachers. We support all teachers and, oh, and yeah. everyone's every worker's right to strike. Uh, so if you've got a fucking uh, uh, strike to get what you want, go for it. I'm all for it. Oh yeah, dude, strikes are fucking cool. Um, so this is it's kind of been it's kind of a, a topic that's always come up, and in the past couple of weeks, it's been getting a little bit bigger um, because of some journalism. But I want to know what is your opinion on college athletes getting paid for being athletes at college? I feel like. All athletes, uh, they're workers. You know, you're using your yes. body to produce late. You're, you're you are producing value for someone. I've seen the fucking college uh, uh, athletics merchandise and the shit that they people are making money off of you. So you should get paid. Exactly. So that's that's one big thing that comes up for me specifically as I'm thinking about this. This thing is I used to work at a, a university store at my old college, and I mean we. Everything basically everything we sold was some form of athletic support um, or support for the university, more specifically the athletics program. And it was really it's always weird because of course people the first thing people say is oh but these guys get a scholarship and they get to go to school sometimes for free sometimes a little bit you know for at least you get some money off of it and that's that is one thing of course they they do get um, compensated that way and that's very good for them but. I don't know. For me, like I've seen, like if you actually like talk to a, a a college football player, the amount of work they have to do in a day is insane, and I think that um, they all deserve to get paid. And the one reason, and one reason that I go beyond all that to say they they deserve to get paid is something that I think is really fucked up, is that college coaches can get paid obscene amounts. Mm-hmm. You know this, like uh, I know some, a lot of colleges, like in, especially like uh, blue blood schools, like for basketball, they will pay a uh, coach nine million dollars a year. That'll be in their contract, and the players make nothing. Yeah, isn't it that the the coaches are the people who don't have uh, a pay cap, and so they can get exactly. paid any amount? Exactly. And 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 for me, it's just because so, I feel like if anything, if anything, I think that coach pay should be standardized. I yeah, think for that, sure. Because here's the thing. If, if you're in a fucking a Big Ten or a, any tournament, let's say, you know, March Madness is about to come up. If you're in March Madness and you're a coach who's getting paid $9 million and the other coach is getting paid even something like 700000 still something crazy, that coach is, first of all, way less motivated than, than you are and mm-hmm. the, the program isn't as good. So they have even less of a reason to, like, push themselves. So I think that, you know, I'm sure, of course, it should be by, like, the school, like, how wealthy the school is, but it should be standardized, you know. And, oh, well, only if players don't get paid. If players start getting paid, then pay your coaches whatever you want. But if players aren't at least even getting, I think if you don't give them a salary, they should at least be able to get, you know, a percentage of the merch you sell, you know, distributed amongst the players. Yeah, for sure. Because if they weren't there, you wouldn't have... Nobody would buy this merch. There'd be no one to support, you know? Yeah, it's and, it's a simple case of their labor, which is playing sports and practicing and, and, and all that kind of stuff, uh, and I guess giving interviews and whatever, is physical labor and is creating fucking value. And that value is merchandise, it's fucking TV deals, it's 
uh, ticket sales to the games, and then they should get a cut of that of that profit. I mean, because it, it depends on them. Without them, there will be no there will be no money. There'll be no profit. And so, uh, I mean, sure, a scholarship is fine. But first of all, as a fucking person who thinks that all college will be free anyways, I don't consider that to be a proper compensation for uh, for your labor. So you got to give people something on top of that, and that should be a paycheck. Yep, and. Oh, I just lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. I lost everything. I, that's okay. While you're thinking about it, yeah, I can I can me. still talk about fucking the fact that uh, uh, first of all, workers in in every field do not get paid enough to uh, for their um, their value. So yeah, you, that's the entire way that you know capitalism works is it extracts excess value off of your labor, and that's fucked up. That you're not getting your full worth. You're not you're not going to get paid. You're not the, the reason that your boss or not not probably not even your boss. Your boss most likely is another employee who's paid to fucking manage you. The guy above him, the owners of the company, the, the stockholders or the shareholders, those people are the ones who are extracting your surplus value. Uh, they're basically just drinking your fucking blood. Yeah. And a lot of this, I mean, we can talk about college athletes getting paid all day, but a lot of it stems from the fact that the education system in America is entirely fucked and it is not meant to um, further education within the populace. It is actually just meant to drain them of more of their money and then throw them out into a world that doesn't care about anything they can do. Yeah. And there's no jobs, and there's no houses, and there's no anything for anybody. And we, we could do ten episodes about how fucked up the American education system is. It's even getting interesting because people, people in your field now, uh, the tech people, Silicon Valley, not that you're Silicon Valley, but... Uh, yeah. Tech industry types are starting to start to talk about unions. They're starting to talk about the fact that they need to, to unify, and people are getting fired over this shit. And it's pretty fucking wild, dude. That I mean, soon, uh, I I think anyways, one industry that's been immune to unionization, the tech industry, is going to start to see workers coming together and unionizing. Yeah, I think that I think with tech, what it's going to be is once more and more people start to get fired for wanting to unionize, it's going to be that. If you work for a company like Amazon or Google, you're not going to be allowed to unionize. But as startups um, start up, then you'll start to see them being like, oh, yeah, we, we're cool with our employees unionizing. And it'll be more of a company culture versus an all-around movement. Because these tech, these tech giants, not only are they unwilling to change, they don't have to change. No, they, they don't. They have no, they have no reason to change and let their workers unionize. Besides, you know having morals but most of them don't no so corporation doesn't have any morals um the thing is is that i think that tech workers are reaching a point now where they're starting to see that they're being undercompensated for their their value you know they're starting to become aware that they're getting screwed you know they've become sentient <laughs> and it sucks because um uh the, you know the, the whole culture of tech work has been for so long that if you won't do it, they'll, they'll they'll fire you, and there'll be ten people lined up waiting to do the same job that you'll do. And I think that if you had unions, that would be less of a of a of a way of thinking. But I think that libertarian thought is so common in tech tech companies that you know uh, the, only, the only person that matters is the individual. It's all about us, the the single person. That so many people are not going to be ready for a union life. Oh yeah, and we can get it. We can get into the issues with um, tech industry and how they compensate their workers and 
uh, shared working spaces and all the stuff that's going on. We can talk about that on a later date, but I think for now we need to uh, we need to wrap this one up. So yeah, this has been uh, Illenials Podcast episode uh, fifteen. Uh, I am uh, I was Smith. You can find me on Twitter at uh, at MC Surf. That is S E R F. Um, at Life of Seth on Twitter. Our cover art was done by the puzzle on top of an enigma wrapped inside of a riddle named Marcus Barkley. That is true. I'm working on getting Marcus to be more more uh, uh, open with the, with the community. Uh, our you know, listeners. one day we're gonna have him as a guest. He oh, doesn't even sure. know it yet, but he's going to be a guest. His mic quality will be terrible. It will yes. be bad. I hope you guys like the Charles episode. Oh, man. Um, okay, so, um, hey, if you like the show, uh, maybe send it to people. Let them know we're, we're around. You know, we're uh, two socialist guys from the southeast, and we're talking about, uh, talking about real shit. We're talking about video games and unions and strikes and fucking predictive policing, and it's all, it's all that's what we do. Yeah, it's a and good we, time. We have fun around so, here. From the Illinois Podcast, fuck the New England Patriots. Have a good weekend, everybody. See ya.